So I'm starting to preach now. Now you're going to get three sermons today because I think you need it. Uh, so we're going to arrange the service uh, around these three uh, themes of how God uh, has given us the gift of prayer to uh, commune with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So I'm going to preach. We're going to pray. I'll preach some more. I'm going to, we'll pray. I'll, we'll sing. And so just, just kind of roll with us today. Kids, we will dismiss you to Encore later on after our communion time and a song. Uh, so that'll be coming. So just want to give you that heads up. And so I want to invite you to your Bibles to Luke chapter 11. Luke chapter 11, 1 through 13 is going to be our sermon text today. And in Luke chapter 11, we have the disciples coming to Jesus and they ask Jesus, teach us to pray. And that's, from my understanding, the only time in, in the Gospels where the disciples ask Jesus to teach them anything. And he asked them to, ask, he, they asked him to teach them to pray. And so what I wanted to do today is, I'm going to preach, but I really want us to pray. And I don't want to just talk about prayer. I want to create moments where we can pray together today. So I'm going to ask for some volunteers to come at different times uh, to help light some candles. We're going to have some, some interaction stuff with the globe to talk about praying for the world. So when I ask for a volunteer, I really want you to come help me, okay? Would you, would you be willing to do that? And so as we get into the text here, Luke chapter 11, verses 1 through 4, Jesus says, one day, or Luke records, one day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. For some of you, that may sound familiar. A lot of times it's called the Lord's Model Prayer. Uh, it's recorded in Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 13, in a little bit longer fashion. But here, Luke records it here, and he says, here's how you pray. And so as we look at it, this first theme is that prayer ignites communion with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And, and we talk about Father. And what I love about this idea of prayer is that a lot of times we talk about prayer is communication with God. Would you agree? We talk to God and, and God speaks to us. We you know, kind of can hear something from Him or feel this message from Him. I think that's absolutely true. But Sky Jathani in his book says, let's take it a step further and think, think that prayer is communion with God. A little, bit, a little bit deeper, communion. If you look at the word communion, there's that word union. And so prayer is a way that we can unite with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so he starts out and says, when you pray, say, Father. We pray to our Father who is in heaven. His, he, and it says, Holy is your name. So, Father, may your name be holy. So I want to invite someone to get a volunteer. Just come on up. You get to, you get to be the first one to light the candle. We're going to be here all day if nobody comes. So come on up here, whoever. Thank you, Addison. Matthew, you get the next one, okay? You get the next. Well, we, yeah. Light our candle as we think about how prayer, and whichever one you want to, prayer ignites our communion with the Father. And uh, Jesus says, you have a, thank you very much, good job. 
Uh, prayer unites us with our Father. It says, Father, holy is your name. If you go up to Luke chapter 10, verses 21 and 22, there's a handful of times where Jesus talks about his Father. Matthew 10, Luke, sorry, Luke chapter 10, verse 21. At that time, Jesus, full of joy through the Holy Spirit, said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and have revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this was, is what you were pleased to do. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows who the Son is except the Father. No one knows the Father except the Son and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal Him. When we pray, I want us to think about we have a good, good Father that we're praying to. I asked our praise team to read a couple uh, verses from Isaiah. Isaiah chapter uh, 63, verses 7 to 16. I want you to hear these words because it talks about the goodness of our Father and how He's our King. I will tell of the kindness of the Lord, the deeds for which he is to be praised, according to all the, all the Lord has done for us. Yes, the many good, good things he has done for Israel, according to his compassion and many kindness. He said, surely they are my people, children who will be true to me. And so he became their savior. In all their distress, he too was distressed. And the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and mercy, he redeemed them. He lifted them up and carried them all the days of old. Yet they reveled and grieved his Holy Spirit. So he turned and became their enemy, and he himself fought against them. Then his people recalled the days of old, the days of Moses and his people. Where is he who brought them through the sea? With the shepherd of his flock, where is he who sent his Holy Spirit among them? Who sent his glorious arm of power to be at Moses' right hand? who divided the waters before them to gain for himself everlasting realm, who led them through the depths like a horse in open country. They did not stumble. Like cattle that go down to the plain, they were given the rest by the Spirit of the Lord. This is how you guided your people to make yourself a glorious name. Look down from the heaven and see, from the lofty throne in holy glorious. Where are, you, where are your zeal and your might? Your tenderness and compassion are withheld from us. But you are our Father. Though Abraham does not know us, Israel acknowledge us. You, Lord, are our Father. Our Redeemer from old is your name. Thank you. So you are our Father. So when we're praying, let's talk about how we're praying to our Father, whose name is holy. We are not holy. He is. So we can think about that. Another thing that Jesus invites us to pray is let your kingdom come. Let your kingdom come. I was in a class with seminary students this past week, and there was a student from China, and he was asking the question, how do you deal with politics and your ministry? Because in China, and, and, and he actually preaches at churches here, Chinese churches, and he said there's members of our church from China and Hong Kong and Taiwan. And if you know your current events very well, sometimes China and Hong Kong and Taiwan don't have the most favorable relationship. And uh, so I said, I don't really try to get into the whole politics thing. I want to go above that and say, we have a king. And his name is Jesus. And we are members of the kingdom. And he surpasses all those political issues and those wranglings and all that division. And so we can unite under our 
King, King Jesus. And so Jesus says, we need to pray, your kingdom come, the reign and the rule of God. I was visiting with a couple of our widows this week at a nursing home, and I just said, what do you want us to pray about? And they, prayed, they, they gave me a couple of prayer requests. One was, pray for the nursing home where I live. Ask God to help me through this day. Your kingdom come. Another one said this, pray for the world situation, for peace on earth. Another way to say it is, let your kingdom come. And then my friend, Fred Hansen, he teaches in Europe as a, as a Bible teacher. And in his latest prayer update, he asked for prayers for Ukraine. And then he added, please pray for those Christians in Russia and Belarus who are also paying the price for their government's decisions regarding Ukraine. As citizens of heaven, we are all united under the government of Christ, and this war has the potential to cause separation, anger, and even bloodshed between brothers and sisters in Christ. May God forbid it. So we can pray. We pray God's kingdom come. Jesus also encourages us in verse 3, give us each day our daily bread. Lord, just give us the needs that we have. Provide for the needs that we have for today, the, the bread for today. He also uh, encourages us to forgive us our sins because we forgive all who owe against us. That's a hard one. Read that verse again with me. It says in verse 4, forgive us our sins for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. So we ask God, you forgive us because we forgive those who sin against us, or we forgive those who owe against us. Do we? That's heavy stuff. And so our forgiveness should be a reflection of, of the forgiveness that we extend to others. So if we've been forgiven by God, how forgiving are we toward others? I'll be honest, I want people to forgive me, so I want to try and do my best to forgive others. But I realize that forgiveness is a journey, so we've got to be careful on some of those things because it is a process, and it may not happen in this minute, but there will be opportunities for that to work that process through of forgiveness. And then Jesus says, lead us not into temptation. Watch over us in that time of testing. And we'll circle back around to that verse a little bit later in the service. Jesus invites us to pray to our Father. In fact, when Jesus dies on the cross, he said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And so as we transition now, as we're talking about communion with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I want us to talk about and get ready for our communion time. Go ahead. Hold it. Which one do you want to do? That one? Okay. me high five. Hey. Attaboy. Thanks, partner. Okay, so um, I started just the last few weeks lighting candles when I, a couple of candles in the morning uh, when I open my psalm up and have some prayer. That might be something you want to try. Uh, just, I'm trying to give you some tools today, model some examples of ways that you can pray that maybe you never thought about praying. Uh, some of you are like, man, I just feel like I just am in a rut and I just don't know what I can do to kind of feel more in a mood for prayer. Uh, maybe light a candle would be one way to do that. Um, the Old Testament they had in the, uh, the tabernacle and the temple, they had this lampstand with these candles that they would have lit. 
they also have the altar of incense, which represents the, the smoke and the incense going up to God, representing prayers. So this might be one way that you could uh, use um, some candles to remind you that, you know, I'm having some time with God. The, the, the flame also is a connection with the Holy Spirit. Uh, when you think about Day of Pentecost. So that's one way uh, I want to just continue our journey with, as we think about prayer, so it, uh, helps us in our relationship with Father, Son, Holy Spirit. I want to talk about Jesus in this next part, how prayer sustains uh, communion with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit as we think about the ministry and the mission of Jesus. If you go back to your Bibles, Luke chapter 11, verse uh, 1, it says, One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. Aren't you glad that Jesus prayed? I mean, just think about it. There's just times where in the Gospels it just says, Jesus was praying, Jesus prayed, Jesus prayed. In fact, most of the times where you read about Jesus praying, it's in the Gospel of Luke. And so what I want to do in a moment is to read together some of those texts of Jesus praying. One of them that I have read before, but I just was to this week was like, whoa, never saw that verse. Do you ever have those experiences if you've read your Bible? Was in Luke chapter 3. It's at the baptism of Jesus. Luke chapter 3, verse 21. It says, but all the people were being baptized. Jesus was baptized too. And as he was praying, Jesus was praying at his baptism. I didn't connect that till this week. I'm sure I've read, I know I've read it before, but this week it just stood out to me like, whoa, Jesus was, I just have a picture that he's in the water praying. I don't know. Maybe he was on the Jordan River. It doesn't matter. But he was praying at his baptism. And then notice what happens. Heaven was opened. The Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove, and a voice came from heaven. You are my son whom I love. With you I am well pleased. You read the times of Jesus praying, and usually shortly thereafter, something important happens. So I just want to invite you to pray, to talk to God, listen to what he says. A lot, most, if not all, big things for God are preceded by prayer. And so let's just hear some of the examples of Jesus praying uh, in Luke's gospel. I just want to take some turns uh, praying. And here's another way that if you're trying to get out of a rut to pray, just scripture. Read scripture and let the scripture guide your prayers. Let the scripture give you words and vocabulary for your prayer. And so let's just read these ver verses, verses together. I'm going to read uh, the words that are white on the screen. Uh, I want you to read the ones in yellow out loud. And we'll just take turns. But these are all uh, examples of Jesus praying in the Gospel of Luke. Are you ready? So this is some more audience participation. I'll read the words in white. You read the words in yellow. yellow. Good, you're awake. Thank you. Luke 5, 16. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Once, when Jesus was praying in private and his disciples were with him, he asked them, Who do the crowds say I am? As he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became as bright as a flash of lightning. And then later, Jesus went out as usual to the Mount of Olives and his disciples followed him. 
He withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them, knelt down, and prayed. An angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. When he rose from prayer, he went back to the disciples. He found them asleep, exhausted from sorrow. Thank you for sharing in those readings. Jesus prayed, and it seems to me that this model of Jesus praying, a lot of times in quiet places, sometimes with the disciples, it was sustaining his ministry. And I think it guides us in our walk with him that we need to cultivate those times where we just pray and listen and have that communion with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. As we think about Jesus' mission to, to seek and to save the lost, he was praying, he gathered disciples, he, he encountered struggles, but there were some really cool things that happened. And, and I just want us to think about the mission field around us and what are ways that we can pray and really just give those to God to say, God, do what you need to do here. May your kingdom come. And as I was thinking about that, a couple of the mission fields that, that are dear to my heart are our local schools. And I know we've got lots of different schools representing our congregation. So, you know, I, I wanted to throw up uh, Pleasant Plains. Uh, we got New Berlin. We're going to show a picture of New Berlin, too. I know there's other schools. We have homeschool families, too. So all of our kids in our school environments, uh, I just want to just lift that up on our education uh, groups. And I just want to continue to have that healthy relationship with our schools because I think that's so important for us to have uh, Christians uh, serving uh, in the schools, Christian students, and just a healthy relationship between churches and, and, and the schools. And so I asked some of our families this week, uh, some moms, and, and I said, ask your kids, I said, what, what are some prayer requests? What, you know, I want to pray for our schools. Ask them and tell me what, what, what can we pray for. And so here was some of the things that they listed. And I want to read those, and then we're just going to have some music playing, and I just want to give you time to pray uh, for our schools. And there might be some other things you want to spend some time praying, but uh, the first thing that came through was safety. Um, I just want to make sure that our schools are a safe place for our kids. And I think not just physical safety, Emotionally, just that they they feel safe. Uh, we have kids in sports and different activities. There was a request of a safe sports season and for teamwork. I thought that was cool that they mentioned that. Uh, so this is both from kids and moms. Um, there's sickness in the schools, not related to COVID, uh, but there's just lots of kids that are and teachers that are just fighting some flu and just some stuff. So. Uh, prayers for that. Uh, they also want prayers for just rejuvenation. We're just in that window where uh, winter's still just not quite letting go, is it? And um, spring break's coming, and so we're just praying for some refreshment during those breaks for emotional, physical, mental health, cross student body, faculty, staff. 
there was prayers that were asking for wisdom for administration and for patience for teachers, and I would say also for moms and dads and for kids as well. Uh, the schools need more bus drivers. Uh, I was thinking about that I, when I was going by the, the school earlier this week. I saw all of our buses lined up, you know, they were warming up and had the headlights on, they are getting ready to go, and I thought, if we didn't have bus drivers, it'd be hard for those kids to get to school, wouldn't it? And so let's pray up our bus drivers, and thanks for those who are, are driving, and just prayers for them. Another prayer was kids to grow and learn with the willingness to be kind and helpful. So I just want you to have a moment uh, with these on the screen. Let's go ahead and listen to some music, and we'll just have a quiet moment. Just pray up our schools and how... Jesus can advance his mission through, uh, through us, through our cooperation with, with our, our neighbors through our schools. After we have some time of prayer, then I'm going to invite Joe McCann to come and lead us in prayer for our mission uh, for this month and talk about our offering as well. slide yeah that's it thank you larry go ahead so father son and holy spirit uh this is spencer thank you spencer for letting me show your picture i think this was at school this week and uh he wrote uh, do you can you see it can you read his writing let me help you because sometimes people need help understanding my writing uh it says um yeah god has three names holy spirit Father, Son. That's pretty cool, huh? So I just wanted you to see that and how uh, just these kids' hearts are pretty cool and they can really remind us. And uh, they preach a lot of sermons. And um, as we think about prayer, it's really just connecting with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so I want to continue our scripture with uh, Luke 11, 5 through 13. Jesus tells a story, and then he asks a question. 
But he says, uh, suppose one of you, or he's like, what if one of you have a friend and you go to him at midnight and say, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. You remember what we prayed earlier? Give us today our daily bread. So go to your friend and say, uh, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine has come and I have no food to offer him. It's midnight. He comes to him. And suppose the one inside says, don't bother me. The door is already locked. My children and I are in bed. I can't give up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, we're not sure what that word means. I'm going to parse it out. From what I've taught, it seems like he's almost rude in coming in the middle of the night. Even because of your rudeness, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. Then verse 9, So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. And then the question which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, maybe like that friend at the middle of the night, if you're rude, even if though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. So he's saying if you moms and dads know how to give good gifts to your kids, and we do, but we're not perfect, are we? We're we're sinners, we're evil. It's like how much more than your perfect Father who is holy, who is in heaven, will give, I love this, the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. So maybe a prayer you could pray is, Lord, fill me with your spirit. I pray that a lot. Lord, help me with your Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives inside of us. If you've given your life to Jesus, we talk about baptism, and you are a follower of Jesus, the Spirit lives inside of you. But I think we need to, as we sang, make us more aware of your presence, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, lead us. And so prayer revives our communion with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I think the Holy Spirit is that reviving uh, entered power for us. So we think about the Holy Spirit. I just want to look at a couple passages again in Luke's gospel. He likes the Holy Spirit. If you go to chapter 4 of Luke, Luke chapter 4, right in the first verse, Luke 4 verse 1, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan River and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. After his baptism, he went into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. You go down after the temptation in verse 14. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. And news about him spread through the whole countryside. Go down to verse 18, Luke chapter 4. He's quoting from the prophet Isaiah. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, recovery of sight for the blind, to set free, set the oppressed free. 
There's just three examples of the spirit and the life of Jesus and how he gets him empowered to do amazing things. And I think as we look at the Holy Spirit, he empowers us and he gets our feet moving. That text we read earlier from Luke chapter 10, 21, it said at that time, Jesus full of joy through the Holy Spirit. If you read through Acts, through, through Luke and his second, second volume, Acts, the Holy Spirit really is moving people, moving people to do what God wants, him to, wants them to do. The ministry of the Holy Spirit moves people. And as I think about the ministry of the Holy Spirit, as we think about praying, I want us to be global Christians. So I got a globe. I need a, another volunteer. Come, whoever. I want you to come. I'm not going to scare you. Whoever wants to. Thank you, Cody. So I brought a globe here. I love our kids. And so I got a globe. And so um, I'm just going to spin this, and I want you to just do one of those numbers and pick a country. You can do Northern Hemisphere, Southern Hemisphere. East, is there an Eastern and, and Western Hemisphere too? Is that right? Okay, so whatever you want to. So whenever you go, just pick a country. What'd you find? Mexico. Mexico, okay. So here we go. I've got this book called Operation World. Actually, Michael has it. It's not mine. I have an older copy, but I couldn't find it. Uh, so Michael's book shared it with me. They have this online too. I think there might be a, a couple websites that talk about praying for the nations that we might be able to show you too. So it has every country in the world. And so I'm going to pick out Mexico, uh, Malta, Mali. Um, let me see here. Where are we at? Micronesia. Did I go too far? Mexico. Okay. And so it has this couple pages on Mexico. And it tells us all kinds of things. Uh, for example, it says that the population of Mexico in 2020 was 119 million people and some change. Um, it says uh, different things about their economy, politics, uh, their Christians, and things like that. Uh, here's some, some answers to prayer. It says there is a steady growth of evangelicals. Increasing freedom for ministry continues. The missions movement is beginning to blossom in Mexico. So that's some things that they rejoice in. Here's some things to pray about. It says Mexico is a growing nation that is still discovering its own identity. Many socioeconomic challenges face Mexico. It talks about the poor, the marginalized Native American Indians, uh, corruption in politics and the police, massive drug trade. Sounds like we've heard some of that in the news before. So those are some things that we can pray for. So I want to say a prayer for Mexico, and then I need your help for one more spin, okay? Good. You good for that? Yeah. All right, so let's pray for Mexico. Father in heaven, we thank you for uh, watching over our neighbors to the south and that the, the church is growing and there's some things that are, that are going well, uh, but we also know that there are some things that uh, are not honoring to you. Uh, we think of corruption and politics and police, so we pray for justice. We pray for your protection. Lord, I pray for the drug trading, uh, that you would uh, just bring repentance and that people would, would realize that the, the, the struggles of addictions and that the powerful cartels would, would lose their power and that they would repent. And through the power of your Holy Spirit, we ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. So that's one way you can just pray. You can pray for nations and get a map or there's different things on your phone. You can do Operation World, Unreached People of the Day. Uh, last night I prayed, prayed along with Pioneer Bible translators. They asked for some prayer requests and they said, 
pray that preachers would have a heart for unreached people groups. And so I prayed that last night. Uh, that's something you could add to your prayer list if you want to. Okay, you ready? Okay. Oh, I need to do a better yeah. one there. Let's do that one. It's almost like the price is right, huh? Where it just use the wheel. What do we got? It's like an island, basically. Okay, we got a name for the island? Which one? It's Indo- Indonesia's close, but that's not quite Indonesia. What do we got there? Like what is that? Oh, Vanuatu. We've got missionary friends. Vanuatu, that's Nicole's friends. Uh, I hope I can find them. Is that? Let's see. Yeah, so Nicole's got friends, and they've been here in my study before talking about Vanuatu. It's in the South Pacific, down by like New Zealand and Indonesia. I sure hope Vanuatu's in here. It's got to be, right? Is there a different, is, it, is that the country, or is there another group besides Vanuatu? Here we go. How cool is that? What are their names, Nicole? Katie and Craig. So, uh, Uzbekistan. There it is, Vanuatu. Okay, um, let's see. Population of Vanuatu in 2020 was 307,463 people. Okay. Are they doing Bible translation? What do you Okay, back in the U.S., but they've worked there before. So, so answer to prayer. Um, thousands have turned to Christ. Uh, rededication of Vanuatu to the Lord occurred May 2006, the 400th anniversary of the South Pacific's island, the Great Southlands of the Holy Spirit. That sounds cool. Thousands participate in acts of repentance, celebration, communion, prayer, including president, first lady, and other governmental figures. That sounds cool. That probably didn't make the news, did it? Should have. Okay, Van, challenges for prayer. Vanuatu's motto is, In God We Stand. Pray that leaders of this complex little nation may be examples in doing so. Committed Christians play a major role in attaining independence, and they continue to help lead the country, not least is the president himself. Uh, prayers for the Protestant church. Uh, spiritual challenges for Christians. Small pockets of traditional ethnic religion remain. Uh, culture and gospel. Different churches have come to different conclusions on how much traditional culture is appropriate to retain. So the question is like, okay, so is it okay to still have these cultural things and still be Christian? Uh, most, a lot of times it is, but sometimes when there's ancestor worship and things, that's cultural, that's not what God would want. So we need to pray for some of those things. Um, Bible translation, different things. So let's pray for Vanuatu. Have you, did you learn a country today? Most of you probably haven't heard of that country. So creating God's image and they're valuable. So let's pray for Vanuatu. Father in heaven, we want to pray up... Uh, Nicole's friends who have served in Vanuatu, and I pray that the sows that they see sowed years ago, the seeds that they sowed, that you would, would raise up a harvest. Lord, we pray for this tiny island, but they seem to have some really strong Christian convictions that you would raise up uh, leaders for their church, for their country, and Lord, we pray that you give them uh, guidance on how to interact with their culture and their traditions and the gospel. So we pray that that would, would merge in a healthy way that honors and brings you glory. Amen. Thank you, Cody. Appreciate you, brother. So those are some ways that you can pray. So my goal today is hopefully that we actually pray, and I didn't just talk about prayer. My goal was to give you some different ways that you might have never thought about prayer. Light a candle, spin a globe, buy a book that has you know, prayer requests, or get on a website talk about the world, prayers for our school, teachers. The main thing is to be with God. Spend time with 
our Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So in prayer, remember, we have communion with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so what I want to do in our remaining time is I want to just uh, be still for a moment. So it's going to be quiet. And I want us just to listen to what God's saying. And I'm going to give a closing prayer. And after I say amen, you're free to go. Uh, if you want to stay in this room to continue some quiet time, you're welcome to do that. Um, I ask that when you leave this room, if you would do so quietly and, and enjoy your conversations in the lobby so that those who want to stay in this room to have some peaceful, quiet time uh, can do that. If you've got questions of what it means to be a follower of Jesus, what it means to be a Christian, to, to be baptized, I'd like to visit with you. Uh, I'll be by the prayer wall as you leave um, and be happy to pray with you. Uh, there's people here that would love to pray with you as well. So take advantage of this moment. So I'm going to give us just a few uh, moments of, of quiet. I'll pray. And then after, we say, after I say amen, you are free to go. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teach us to pray. Help us walk with you through prayer throughout the day. You're a good Father who forgives and gives us life in Jesus. You're a good Father who gives the Holy Spirit to us. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in our lives and in your church. Clean us up. Convict us of sin Empower us to bless our neighbors and the nations. Help us to pursue peace and live lives of trust in you. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we praise you for this opportunity to gather. Send us out on mission to advance your kingdom. We love you. Amen.